Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kauli. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kauli, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kauli. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of welcoming MC Lobster to our show. Uh, MC is, uh, as a lot of folks know, is an expert in a lot of different areas of uh, uh, his famously uh, concept is the infinite banking concept, but he himself invests in uh, multifamily. Uh, he does syndications. Uh, he's got insurance products. Uh, he does life settlements. Uh, boy, the list goes on and on. Uh, as everyone knows, uh, he is the host of Cashflow Ninja podcast. Uh, his other company through which he does various businesses is Producers Wealth. He is the president of uh, Producers Wealth, his company. Uh, so with that, um, I know it's a lot of things, MC. Welcome to the show. I appreciate you taking time. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's, a, it's been a pleasure connecting. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so MC, uh, give us a background as to how you got started um, and how everything came about uh, with your company and the podcast and stuff. Yeah, so I'm originally from South Africa. I came here in 2001, uh, traveled, I played sports up until 2007, representative rugby actually, awesome. traveled quite a bit, mm -hmm. um, not just in the US, but also the world. And as I was doing that, I spent a lot of time just reading and studying and, and researching. So um, my mom actually handed me Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. That kind of took me down the rabbit hole. And I started reading and studying as much as I can. And then, um, you know, I, I started, got my start in real estate, bought my first property and um, met a friend in Chicago that his family owned a ton of real estate. They still do. Um, started working for them. And, um, you know, I was just learning and taking in everything from how they structure and run their business. And also um, learning everything I can from the real estate side, but also from the, the overall wealth strategy side. Mm -hmm. um, so fast forward to where I am today. Um, I'm the, as you mentioned, the creator and host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. Right. We share how to create income streams in the new economy and in the information age and real estate, commodities, businesses, paper assets, and also crypto and blockchain assets. Sure. Um, and then. Um, as you mentioned, I'm the president of Producers Wealth. We help people create, protect, and multiply their wealth in any economy sure. outside of Wall Street. So a big part of what we do there is through an insurance strategy, which I'm sure we'll touch on, right. called the infinite banking concept, where we also refer to it as cash flow banking. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, we, we invest in other um, alternative investments outside of, outside of Wall Street. That's awesome. That's awesome. There's just so many things. And, and it's interesting you mentioned that you have an immigrant background like I am. I came from India and I had a strong entrepreneurial background as to doing things from the ground up, uh, keeping your vision, eyesight open on, at all times. 
uh, for opportunities and things like that. And I applaud you that uh, I think you've taken it to the next level where you're applying and, you know, seeing different opportunities in the market, not just within real estate, but all the different sectors that you just described. That's awesome. Uh, so MC, going back to, uh, you know, multifamily uh, and syndications and things like that. Uh, was that like in Chicago that you worked with the wealthy family, uh, for, uh, you know, the friend of yours and stuff? Um, was that where you got your started? Uh, you got started in real estate and you saw the, with your own eyes, like how uh, wealthy people operate, what different protective vehicles they use uh, for, you know, all different uh, tax reasons, insurance reasons and things like that? Yeah, I, I, I started um, investing on my own, mm -hmm. uh, but learned from them. I didn't have the money, to be honest, to invest with them at that stage through sure. their syndicated deals and so forth. So right. the big part of that wasn't necessarily the uh, investing with them, but it's the experience, the learning. And that's what you mentioned. I, I started, sure. I have an immigrant mentality. So if somebody gives you an opportunity uh, to do, you know, uh, I would say like small tasks or even paint or do some sort of construction, sure. that's an opportunity right there. Absolutely. So I literally started from the ground up from sweeping, you know, properties, painting, construction, uh, managing um, up until eventually having my broker's license, uh, working in a, uh, as part of an acquisitions team, mm -hmm. uh, doing property management and uh, to eventually managing a lot of these units, you know, mm -hmm. leasing, renting, collecting checks, marketing, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you never know where it's going to lead. You just have to take an opportunity. And at that stage, uh, you know, somebody hands you a paintbrush with a smile. That's, that's an opportunity as an immigrant, right? Uh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So, and you never know where that's going to take you. So I think the big part of there of that was for the experience was for me was the learning and I, I, I did the purchase. I started in single family. I, I purchased my first property there myself mm -hmm. outside of that, mm -hmm. but kept on learning from what, what they were doing, how they were managing, how they were mm -hmm. structuring, mm -hmm. learning the business, right. And learning valuable skill sets. Sure. Um, and also seeing the opportunity, um, that does a lot of different things to your mind, it expands your context. Um, so now you can fill it with content, learning new things. And also uh, how I didn't know what a family office was at that stage. And this, this family sort of operated um, there and managed their wealth um, with like, like a single family office structure, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was my first insight to that. So that was very, very valuable because here I am, you know, I didn't know any of that stuff existed and how it worked. So it really opened my mind. Um, I thought of insurance as life insurance. You know, when somebody mm -hmm. dies, you, mm -hmm. the, the beneficiary is going to get a death benefit, basically. Didn't understand how it's, how the wealthy uses it to warehouse wealth and how it's part of um, their life, right? To use it while they're alive and then also part of their estate planning and how they, it's integrated with asset classes such mm -hmm. as their businesses, such as real estate and so forth. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was an education um, in and of itself um, outside of school and university. 
couldn't agree more couldn't agree more i think uh, your timeline the activities that you have done uh, i think so much uh, is correlated to exactly what i did and it's it's interesting that uh, you started uh, i think around that 2000 2001 era uh, that was uh, exactly the time i started in maryland doing exact same activities of you know buying single families uh, doing whatever you can uh, many projects if you can paint or uh do bit of drywall work and what i did all of that and i think one of the amazing thing i think uh, i always say is that if you can associate or uh find people who are kind of the guiding post uh, uh in your life uh i i applaud you that i think you connected with some uh wealthy individual and in fact family office is a huge deal and that in your early stage of your career if you have some of those uh, inspiring moments inspiring people uh, it i mean it just puts you in a very different spectrum of things that you're looking uh, forward to bigger better things and you're you're constantly uh, seeing that gap that okay here i am this is how well they operate and this is where i need to get to and mm-hmm. i'm sure uh, those were some of your building blocks around uh what came about as a infinite banking concept as you call it right uh so uh, let's get into it um as to how you correlate uh the you know be your own banker or um you know how it this whole infinite banking concept came along and how it correlates within your investment activities how you structure those things could you maybe get into some of those details yeah so um the infinite banking concept and structure the insurance part of it that actually came into play um as i started learning about how it's it's integrated with real estate so mm-hmm. i saw it as a real estate investor saw the strategy learned everything i could about it re- read up on about it came across a webinar and, and read a book mm-hmm. um studying it i i mean then applied it take action sure. put it into play into my own life right. um and saw the just the massive massive power mm-hmm. um that that basically it had um yeah so for me it was um yeah for me it was taking action starting small mm-hmm. you know i always i always say you don't have to be the rockefellers to do what the rockefellers do sure. you know you could you could put it you could do similar things on a very smaller scale that was the 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 approach that i took so I had my my real estate um I I utilized this insurance vehicle integrated the two I saw massive uh you know you kind of had that light switch go off and I said wow this is powerful you know now we've got cash flow in both areas we've got equity build up in both areas we have tax free growth in the insurance uh we have tax advantages in the real estate there's appreciation with the death benefit and with the property value Right. um and of course you have the ability to leverage both right collateralize it and leverage both to keep on growing and scaling both so when i saw that not only did i realize that they're both very similar vehicles they're mm-hmm. so similar that you know you have a 1031 exchange with with real estate you have a 1035 exchange uh in insurance so a lot of the tax code is 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 written very very similar with them too 
uh, because the rich write the rules, right? The, the tax code's designed for the wealthy. So, yeah, so that was kind of a light bulb. That's how I got into it. And if you want me to elaborate for some of your listeners just what it is, I can... Absolutely. I, I was about to ask you about that. That uh, Give us those building blocks as to, you know, how it works, um, you know, how you structure the front end, the back end, and things like that. Yeah, so the infinite banking concept is reclaiming the own banking function within your own life. Mm-hmm. So being your own bank, having a quote unquote family bank, but you mm-hmm. use an insurance vehicle to do that. We use a dividend paying whole life insurance policy mm-hmm. with a mutual insurance company. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people would like spit out if they're taking a sip of water right now, just hearing those words, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of bad things out in the media about it. You know, sure. people would say, but what about Dave Ramsey that said it's a horrible place to put your money? And, <laughs> and I, would, I would explain that it's not the vehicle, but it's the strategy. How you do it. Yep, yep. Yeah, we live in such a society that it's so we're marketed to for products, right? Yep. Not strategies. Think about the conversations you have at barbecues or water coolers at, at, at an office or sure. a cocktail party. It's, mm-hmm. is mutual funds a good vehicle? Right. Is real estate a good investment? Is this a good investment? But nobody talks about the investor and the overall strategy. So it's all just products. They just name a bunch of products. It's not how it's used in a, in a, in a strategy. Tiger Woods just won the Masters. Tiger Woods has never hired a coach to pick out golf clubs for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he picks out a coach for his swing He's got a ton of clubs in his bag that's part of his game plan, his overall strategy. Mm-hmm. But the most important part of his strategy is the swing. It's not the golf clubs. Sure. So you have to look at all these other vehicles, whether it's real estate, whether it's insurance and so forth, as golf clubs. Mm-hmm. That's part of an overall strategy that has a time and a, you know, and a place of, of what you're trying to accomplish. So to the Dave Ramsey Basically, quote, I would say, I, will, I agree with Dave. The way that most people purchase permanent life insurance products, it mm-hmm. is horrible because right. of how they buy it. It's the same way that the most people buy real estate. It's horrible. You, uh, you get locked in. You get locked in. And yeah. I think one of the powerful vehicles that you say always is that how it's structured. Uh, you want to maybe get into those details yep. as to you know how, how you yep. plug and play. Different Ab- yeah, absolutely. So, for example... You know, use, using that, um, it's structured completely different, you know, than how most people buy insurance. So it's structured for maximum cash. Mm-hmm. So if for the cash value of the policy. So if you put in $100,000, for example, mm-hmm. in a, a well-structured policy, there could be, you know, between seventy to $75,000. And in some cases, even 80000 of cash value, mm-hmm. determining on age, health. I mean, there's a ton of variables. So mm-hmm. please don't just take this as blanket you know, information, Mm -hmm. but of cash value. So my point is you're going to have 70 to 80% of your cash available of the money that you put into the policy Mm -hmm. in cash value of which you can borrow or access 90% of. So that's how it's different where most policies, you know, uh, are structured with the wrong company, with the wrong agent and completely the wrong way. I actually did a video about it of how infinite banking is a scam because I get all these emails. People listen to me talk about this and they say, Oh, you know, that it's a scam, you know, blah, 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 blah. I went to my brother-in-law. He said he could do it. He structured me a policy. It's nothing like what you spoke about. 
Well, your brother-in-law works for State Farm. It's not a mutual insurance company, so it wasn't set up with the right company. And that's that's exactly what I was supposed to, uh, almost going to ask you is that, yeah. I think a lot of conceptions or misconceptions, uh, however you want to call it, are derived from sort of the public media and the products that are available, right? Yes. Uh, so in my experience, you know, that the cash value of the insurance policy takes a certain time to build up. Uh, but again, that's given a uh, experience from a few different products that I personally have invested in, in some policies, right? Yeah. But that, that, that isn't to say that there might be another product out there that is more uh, sophisticated and gives more be uh, benefits towards uh, achieving this. So are you maybe saying MC here that the, uh, perhaps the insurance policy that you are recommending uh, or perhaps within your uh, you know, repertoire that you have, uh, is it more, uh, it gains more cash value, more, uh, more faster than uh, typical products out there? Yeah, and it's just how it's structured. It's the same product, you know, like whole life insurance. Mm -hmm. Dave Ramsey hates whole life insurance, but it's used in family offices. So right. mm -hmm. what gives? You know, Robert Kiyosaki and Grant Cardone and these guys invest in multifamily real estate sure. and does really well in it. And then there's people that lose money in real estate. So what's the difference? Right. You know, I know folks buying islands right now in the Caribbean from their Bitcoin earnings. Mm -hmm. And I know people that lost everything that mortgaged their houses and all that stuff and bought Bitcoins. And now they, they have nothing left, basically. So what's the difference? Right. The difference is the strategy. And the way that it's utilized. So the way that certain people buy real estate is different than the way that the average person buys it and that loses everything. The same with insurance. So this is more cash value up front. Mm -hmm. That's why it's got to be structured with the right company, with the right agent and structured a correct way. Because most insurance agents, if you're just going to go to a regular insurance agent, it's not going to structure it this way because it reduces these commission. Right. right. That's, so, I mean, that's the cold hard truth of it. And most financial professionals out there are working on that, basically on that commission. And they're trying to structure it that's beneficial, unfortunately, for, for them. Most of them do. There, there are good ones out there. There are great ones. I right. know a ton of them. I'm part of a, a lot of great communities and mm -hmm. like-minded folks. But then there's the majority, right? It's a 80-20 rule. Mm -hmm. So you, mm -hmm. have to be, you have to be cognizant of that. So what... What I would say to people, and this is my, this is what I do personally, is I take advice from gurus, mm -hmm. people that do what they teach. Sure. So mm -hmm. people that actually do it themselves. I'm not going to take advice from just a guy pontificating and talking about right. certain right. things. I'm going to talk. I take advice and work with people that actually do and practice what they preach. Right. So right. That's one. That's one way to get around that. But yeah, it's for maximum cash. Most of these policies, if it's structured correctly, you're going to have 70 to 80% of the money that you put in available in cash value mm -hmm. within the first year. You're probably going to have by year five, you, let's just say 100,000 you put in for five years, mm -hmm. 500,000 you put in, there's going to be more than 500,000 available mm -hmm. and so forth. And it grows. And the strategy is this, um, and I'll explain it this way. Mm-hmm. In the, in the 70s and the 80s in the United States, the interest rates were very high. Sure. So people would go to a bank and get a CD. Right. Because mm -hmm. uh, it paid double digits, right? So they would put right. the money in the bank mm -hmm. and let's just use 100000 They take $100,000, they put it in a CD with Bank of America. Mm 
Then they go back to Bank of America and they say, Mr. Banker, I have $100,000 in a CD in your bank. Mm -hmm. Can I get a loan? Against that CD. Against that CD. And the banker would say, yeah, I'll give you 90%. Sure. So I'll give you 90000 of what's available in that CD as a loan at a different interest rate. Right. And, and CD becomes your collateral there, basically. The CD is the collateral. And then you, you take that 90000 and you invest in real estate. The cash flow from the real estate then pays down the loan. And there's a little bit some on top of that. Sure. And your CD is growing. Okay, right. so you the one dollar is doing many different things there simultaneously. Right, we do the exact same thing with insurance. Now, a couple of a, a extra things is we have guarantees in the money that we put in. The principal's guaranteed. The growth is guaranteed. There's dividends paid on top of that, not guaranteed. But most of these companies, a mm -hmm. good mutual insurance company, has paid them for over a hundred years consecutively. Um, there's tax-free growth, meaning that the money in that policy is growing tax-free. In the CD, it wasn't, right? Sure. And then we do the exact same thing where you have the ability to borrow, let's just say, close to approximately 90%, 9-0 mm -hmm. of your available cash value at any given point in time for anything. Mm -hmm. It's not like an IRA or a 401k and all these other vehicles mm -hmm. where you have to fill out a ton of paperwork this is a one page with no credit checks. You get your, you get your money and you could use it for whatever you want because you have control over it. Mm -hmm. um, and your, your, it's your money, right? right? So, and then you have the death benefit as well that plays into the estate planning um, that gets transferred to the beneficiaries tax free. So while you're alive, you can use it as your quote unquote own bank your family bank, if you will. Mm -hmm. And when you pass away, you can transfer the money income tax free. Obviously there's estate caps, right? Of how much you can for very, very large families with large net worths, but it's a very, very powerful tool. You've got to, you've got to make your money somewhere. You've got to have your cash generator, mm -hmm. your business, your job, you got to park it somewhere and then you got to put it to use back in your business or investments. Right. So the idea would be you take out these policies and the policy you said uh, in the first year itself uh, gives you what about 80 to 90% of its cash value. Is that what you said, MC? Well, if you're, well, 80 to 90% of the available cash value you can borrow. So the right. cash value, you're probably going to be, 70 to 80 and again depending on age underwriting mm -hmm. all that other variables is sure. going to be available of the premium that you're going to put in because there's an insurance cost then there's a cash part of it and then there's the ability to borrow a certain percentage of the cash so i know there's a lot of moving variables here right right and moving pieces but to keep it very very simple it's money that you put in it's guaranteed growing tax-free that you can access a percentage of that at any given point in time, um, at an at an interest rate, it's a policy loan. Again, mm -hmm. right now, most of them are at five percent mm -hmm. um, that you can then use to invest at a higher interest rate because that's basically what banks do. Right, right. So uh, let's say like an, a typical example of a healthy 45, 50 year old, uh, right, pu uh, pu putting in, let's say, 100,000 uh, into this, right? Um, what what would they expect? I mean, consider a healthy individual uh, in whatever, a 33% tax bracket and things like that, right? So what would they expect that they put in 100,000 into this uh, and they want to, let's say, utilize that now 
into their businesses what what sort of things they would expect into this yeah so let's just say 40 year old puts a, a healthy male puts 100,000 in there let's just say mm -hmm. 70,000 available sure. in cash value so 90% of that is available to be accessed mm -hmm. so you can access that and invest you can access that to put back into your business mm -hmm. uh, at 5% it, which is your cost of capital, it mm -hmm. forces you to make better decisions. Sure. So can you take that money and just go and blow it? Yeah, you can, but it's not very, very smart to do. So right. it's not being an honest banker. And you uh, got to pay yourself Honestly, back. I think someone who's doing it would definitely be, uh, you know, savvy enough to have those means and vehicles where they, are, they know what they're doing, uh, right? Uh, yeah. They know the cost of borrowing and it's that uh, arbitrage uh, that, okay, you're borrowing it at, let's say, uh, 5%, but if you're gaining, uh, you know, let's say 12%, 14, 16, whatever, uh, on the other uh, vehicle that you are going to be investing it, you're always coming ahead, right? Um, a, a couple of other questions there, uh, MC, is that whatever vehicle that you're investing it, in, let's say if you're investing in multifamily and things like that, that comes with its own, uh, you know, tax benefits and things like that, right? Uh, but let's say if someone is investing in, uh, uh, I mean, let's say income producing businesses like some of the franchises and things of that nature, right? Uh, would you, exp I mean, I, I assume that they would have to definitely pay taxes on those gains before uh, that uh, money is plowed back into, uh, uh, back into the policy. Would that be a correct statement? Yeah, the policy is separate on its own. Sure. And then the vehicle is outside of it. It's not like a mm -hmm. IRA where it's inside of it. So mm -hmm. you want to keep it separate. The mm -hmm. policy, the money that's going into the policy is post-tax money, meaning it's already been taxed. Right. And then yeah. that's why it's grown tax-free in there. Mm -hmm. Because our philosophy on taxes is to limit and reduce the taxes that we pay as much as mm -hmm. we can legally today, paying mm -hmm taxes on the seed not in the harvest mm -hmm. in 10 15 20 years from now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah it's you would have to do the deductions i mean the real estate your your listeners know about that all the, the tax advantages sure. that that brings the same with the business and then the money's put into the policy so there's no way to i mean there there are certain advanced strategies i wouldn't mm -hmm. say that there's no way there's there's certain advanced strategies where there's key employees and executive comp packages for business owners and so forth mm -hmm. it could potentially be a tax deduction if to speak to your cpa i'm not a tax uh, advisor or cpa but there are certain instances where you can structure it in such a manner to have some of the contributions become tax deductible mm -hmm. um but for mo the most part of how it's used is it's separate on its own it's post-tax money that's then put in the policy, and that's why it's growing tax-free. Mm -hmm. And the insurance part of this, uh, MC, I assume this is a whole life policy. Is that uh, what that is, or is it a term life policy? No, no, it's a whole life policy. This okay. is a dividend-paying whole life insurance policy mm -hmm. with a mutual insurance company. Got it, got it. And those dividends are roughly in, uh, sort of in what percentage bracket those dividends are pay getting paid? six to seven percent currently so you're looking wow. at like a four to five percent internal rate of return mm -hmm. tax-free because you have the insurance part of it mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. if you have to get that 
you know, in the market consistently, you're going to have to look at getting it like eight to 9% because you still have to pay taxes on those. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very powerful. It's, you know, and again, you know, insurance is not sexy. It's not supposed to be. Uh, We have a bad taste in our mouth (laughs) when we even talk about insurance, you know, nobody likes to pay it, but you, you're glad that you have it when you get a fender bender or an accident and so, and so forth. And insurance in general is just the topic that not a lot of people know a lot about. Um, It's it's one of those things that, I mean, glad you have it when you need it. Otherwise, you know, that's, that's not something we want to talk about all the time. Yeah. People (laughs) have a very strong opinion about it for some reason, but they know nothing about it. Um, I, I mean, it was, I didn't know anything about it until I got into it. Mm -hmm. I had a certain perception, you know, death of a salesman, Willie Lomans and an an insurance sales guy, you know, they poke fun at insurance people in movies. Right. So it's, it's just, it's, it is a different kind of, um, I would say connotation, but um, once you get to understand it and how it's used by the wealthy, it's a different ballgame. It's very, very Absolutely. powerful. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of these uh, insurance companies and various uh, vehicles that uh, are within your concept, uh, mm. are these uh, companies um, mostly publicly traded or these are more? All uh, mutual. No, okay. none of them are publicly traded. They're all, mm-hmm. all mute. So the whole, the whole, um, I would say the whole take on this is to have something outside of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why we also use whole life insurance policies. There's no, it, there's no stocks involved. It's not a, a publicly traded company on stock mm-hmm. exchanges. Mm-hmm. It's, it's out of the Wall Street casino. So for your listeners listening, AIG, for example, is a stock company. Right. It's mm-hmm. listed on the stock exchange and the owners of the company are its share, shareholders, which is the stock owners. Mutual right. insurance companies are outside of Wall Street. It's not listed on the stock exchanges. Mm-hmm. And the owners of the company are its shareholders, which is its policyholders. So that's why you get the dividends as a, as a policyholder of a mutual mm-hmm. insurance company, Mass Mutual, Penn Mutual, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and so forth. Guardian is one, uh, one America. So those are, those are just, those are mutual insurance companies. Got it. So, uh, speaking about fees, uh, structure and things like that, what, what, I mean, how, how is the fee structure involved in this? Yeah. I mean, you have insurance costs that, that, that's locked, locked in. There's obviously fees. I mean, there's fees for everything. Sure. sure. Um, so, a lot of people don't like the insurance cost or that side of it, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll just say this, this is what I've learned in life, not just with insurance, but in everything mm-hmm. is there's a price, there's a cost and there's a value. Sure. So the price is just your sticker price. The mm-hmm. cost is the true cost of what it is. Mm-hmm. It might be opportunity cost. It might be the cost of not, of, of, of not doing something that costs sure. you something too. And then there's the overall value. You know, when I store my gold and silver bars in a vault and there's big guys with guns guarding it, mm-hmm. I pay a fee, a storage fee. Sure. You know, there's a price, there's a, there's a, there's a cost and the value. You mm-hmm. know, most people, and I would tend to agree with them, see that there's a very big value mm-hmm. of having it in a safe, secure location with big sure. guys with big guns protecting the gold or silver bars, right? right. So people find it valuable to, to, to pay for it. It's the same with the insurance. If you look big picture mm-hmm. and you see that there's a vehicle that has predictability, certainty, security, mm-hmm. you can basically structure your own private pension through it. So it mm-hmm. brings that financial security into play 
you're going to have to decide at that stage if that's valuable, the value that you see in it. For me, it certainly has. And for a lot of folks, um, you know, a lot of the wealthy, they, they find that valuable as well. So, um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So I know uh, with your podcast uh, here, MC, the Cashflow Ninja podcast, you have a lot of knowledgeable guests uh, uh, in all different sectors, uh, different businesses, crypto, Bitcoin, uh, all the whole nine uh, yards. You know, you have exotic uh, agricultural concepts of uh, coffee beans and things like that. Uh, So just curious to know, that um, you know how you evaluate opportunities or other businesses uh, like uh, uh, I'm sure you know you've grown in terms of what you used to see before as to how you see uh, things now through your lens uh, after learning uh, from all the different guests. Uh, Could you maybe give us an overview on uh, how you evaluate different businesses and opportunities uh, now versus, you know, uh, how you used to do that before? Yeah. So, um, I've learned a lot about them. I've kind of made my own checklist. You, you know, you look at the, you look at the, um, you look at the, the trends as a big one. Mm-hmm. So you look at the demographics, population migration. There's a huge migration happening in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, folks are not aware. There's a massive migration happening. People sure. are fleeing certain parts of the country, which is not covered in the media and moving somewhere else. Right. You have to be aware of that if you invest in anything, right. any business, any asset clause. I'll give you an example. People are fleeing California, Illinois, uh, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. Where, like, where are they going? Well, they're going to Texas. They're going to Arizona. They're going to Florida. Absolutely. They're going to, to, to different states. That, that's, that's a trend. There's another trend. There's 76 million baby boomers entering their retirements, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's what, what do people do when they go into retirement? Well, they downsize, they sell houses, they liquidate stocks or investments. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I mean, they tend to move into smaller places or live near family, you know, and so forth. And then of course, you get into elderly care as mm-hmm. people go through the life cycle, they're going to need medical care. They're going to need assistance, you know, all that kind of stuff. Sure, sure. That plays in heavily into the trends. And then you look at other, other things. You look at the debt that's in the country. You look mm-hmm. at the national debt. You look at, uh, you look at uh, certain, certain vehicles. Um, uh, one big thing that I'm keeping an eye on is pensions. Mm-hmm. I think there's a massive, massive crisis brewing in, in pensions, public and private pensions. They're all severely underfunded. The, the math was never going to work out. Sure. Mm-hmm. And people are, are going to figure that out. Um, another thing that, that you keep an eye on, I mentioned debt, Social Security and Medicare is basically bankrupt, right? There's sure. another report that just came out. I think it was a day or two days ago. What are we in now? Tuesday? So maybe yesterday. Mm -hmm. There's a report that came out again in 16 years that they're basically bankrupt. Some of the funds, right? Oh, absolutely. Which we all know. (laughs) Yeah. So so we have a a very large part of the population that's going to age that ties into legislation of the federal government, 70 and a half, you mm-hmm. know, we know the required minimum distributions. We have massive population migration. I mentioned the aging baby boomers. Right. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the debt, all this stuff. So you have to understand where this is all fitting in. 
you know, what you're looking at, whether it's a franchise, whether it's investments, whether it's real estate and so forth. So for example, um, buying massive amounts in real estate in states or in cities where people are living by the thousands, probably not a, probably not a good idea. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then you look at that and that, and then you also have to look at behaviors. So certain behaviors, a big trend is e-commerce. I mean, we've only scratched the surface if you look at the numbers. So we look at how malls are going to be transformed, the way that we do business, how people uh, live. I mean, millennials, which is the other big part population group coming through, they're renters. You know, they're not, they're not home buyers. So you have a massive amount of houses. that's going to be empty. Basically you have a lot of folks that saw all of this, Mm -hmm. you know, this, this, this life that was advertised by their parents, that's not working out for their parents. So millennials are not heavily invested in the stock market. They're not going to, they're not home buyers, they're renters. Um, And then there's other things that's more important to them. You know, we, we have other, other industries coming up too, besides AI, we have the sharing economy, you know, ride share and, and all of that kind of stuff. So people are, are, are inclined not to, um, are inclined not to buy cars anymore because you could, could just get an Uber ride somewhere. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And this, all this basically then MC ties into what uh, you were uh, indicating earlier uh, before we got started is that that's why you are heavily looking into multifamily self storages, manufactured home parks and things like that. That affects uh, basically, you know, the aging population, people migrating. So obviously self storages and, uh, uh, you know, manufactured home parks do come into play. And another uh, hot sector is obviously the assisted living that mostly deals with the aging population and things like that. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, look at uh, all the stuff that I just mentioned. Think how e-commerce, uh, how mobile home parks, self-storage, mm-hmm. assisted living facilities, all that stuff plays into that, right? Right. right. So it, it, it all plays into that. And then the, the businesses that, you, that you're investing in as well, you have to look at you know, um, there's a lot of folks that, for example, are positioning themselves to provide certain services to baby boomers that are retiring. What are they going to need when they retire, for example, right? Right. So, um, but yeah, so that, then, then we're now we're at the project, what the project is. Then of course, it's just the partners who's, who's involved with this, what their experience is, the operators, the syndicators, their track record and so forth. Um, the management, who's going to manage the deal, the business, um, mm-hmm. the project, and so forth. Sure. Um, then, you know, we got to look at the financing, the numbers, cash flow, what type of cash flow it is, because there's different types of cash flow. Absolutely. And I'll give you an example. There's certain types of cash flow. Let's just use... Um, Let's use a debt kind of position in, in, a, in a deal, right? It's different than an equity play. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of income, right? right. So you got you to gotta look at that type of, uh, type of cash flow because the one cash flow might be higher, right. but the other one's more tax advantageous. And over the long run, it's, it's just a better position cash flow than the other one. True. Um, so, and, and, and I mentioned taxes of how this plays into your overall track tax strategy I think this might be one of the biggest takeaways for your listeners today. This is at the top of my list of everything that I do and what I talk about. If you do not have a solid tax strategy, 
for the next five to 10 to 15 to 20 years, mm -hmm. you might lose everything, you know, or the majority of your wealth. Because if you, if you do not plan for that, because it's coming, it's already happening across the river here in New Jersey, they're taxing people for the water falling from the sky called rain. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> these, these things are coming and they're going to accelerate it. They're, they're going to accelerate and it's just going to get more comical, more, more idiotic, but they don't know what else to do. They cannot solve the problems that, that exist. They don't know how to solve it. They will not know how to solve it. The only thing that they can, the only thing that they will do that politicians will do, regardless of where they are in the world, regardless of whether they're a donkey, a elephant, whatever animal they are, they're going to tax. Awesome. Awesome. It's been a pleasure, MC. Um, I know you are a, a wealth of knowledge on a lot of different topics. I've, I, uh, unfortunately, you know, due to lack of time, I would love to have you on a different podcast where we discuss a lot of other strategies uh, and, you know, some other learnings that you have had, obviously, from a lot of knowledgeable guests uh, via your podcast as well. Uh, so that, that would be another opportunity for us to connect again. So uh, one last question, share with the listeners uh, how they can reach you and different, uh, you know, outreach platforms that you have. Yeah, thank you. Uh, CashflowNinja.com. They can check out the show there where we learn from Cashflow Ninjas more on cash flow, businesses, real estate, commodities, crypto and blockchain, paper assets. And there's also, if they're interested in learning more about the insurance strategy, there's a free course and a webinar that I host. It's at YourOwnBankingSystem.com. YourOwnBankingSystem.com. Awesome. Awesome. It's been a pleasure, uh, MC. Thank you for your time today. Uh, the listeners and viewers of our podcast can also find us at premiumcashflow.com, where we uh, have a lot of good articles, statistics. Uh, we host a podcast where expert guests like MC are always there sharing their all their expert knowledge in, on various different topics. Uh, so feel free to reach us uh, through website or you can, uh, there's a contact us page at the website as well. And we have always a new strategies where we are exposing new different opportunities as well. You can get uh, on the mailing list that we have as well that will keep you posted on all the different uh, updates and happenings. So it's been a pleasure, MC. Thank you for your time. I look forward to connecting with you again in the near future. Thank you very much. Appreciate awesome. you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>